0: First Chronicles 29 and three says, moreover, because I have set my affections to the house of my God, I have of my own proper good of gold and silver, which I have given to the house of my God over and above. Everybody say over and above all that i prepared for the holy house. Praise God. I really, really want to focus tonight on giving to missions. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Praise God. I've set my affections on the house of God. Everybody say, God bless the word. You may be seated. There's a fairly new song out that says, Falling in love with Jesus is the best thing I've ever done. And I will tell you that if you're going to make it living for God, it's going to be falling in love with Jesus. And then there's a, there's a step beyond that that we, we gathered in this building tonight, but it is also falling in love with the house of God. And uh, I, I have found out that people that falls in love with the house of God we can keep them they make saints of god they they get in there and they're they're faithful to the house of god i know that when we first come into the church we we, we get this excitement i i've got a i've got a fairly new man that got the holy ghost and and um he is very very excited about living for god and i, I remember one service in particular he's just he's a wild man right now one service in in particular, he. He jumps up on the platform. We have a table back here that we keep our water on and, and uh, on our platform. And it's a, it's a little smaller than this. But um, we, uh, I, I I remember he jumps up on there, runs back and grabs a glass of water, drinks it and runs off. And he'd done it so fast. It was like the spirit of Speedy Gonzales was on him. And uh, I looked at my son-in-law and said, did he just run up here and drink some water? He said yes sir and he, he drank my water <laughs> but wow just wow and and he, he was he finally he got into this deal pretty quickly where he's just laying hands on everybody and so i told the guy where he goes to church the pastor i said look you're gonna have to take care of that and you, you need to talk to him and and calm him down just a little bit that night we had a little girl about 10 years old over here on this side of the church she was praying and I and she had her hands up, tears running down her face. And I looked, and I saw him lock in on her. And I knew there was nothing that could be done. He takes off running. He runs over and lays hands on her. She falls out on the floor talking in tongues. I said, I, I know that. That sounds good, but I'm like, uh, wow. And so... They are towards the back. We had a sinner lady there. Her hands are up, tears running down her face. I thought, there's no stopping. He takes off running, and he's throwing chairs out of his way. He lays hands on her. She falls out talking in tongues. I turn around to his pastor. I said, you know what? Just leave him alone. He's doing a better job than all of our pastors put together. And, uh, but in all that that affection and the excitement, sadly enough, sadly enough, just give them time and that will kind of wear down, and it'll kind of just kind of ease out, and they calm down. And we understand that there's got to be a balance. But I, oh, God, if we can keep our affections on the house of God to the place that there ain't no new convert that gonna outdo me. This is my church. This is my house. This is where I come. Praise God. Amen. I, you may be seated. My My, my dad retired after about 35 years of pastoring and he started raising Miniature pinchers, those little Doberman Pincher dogs. He, just, he had about 20 of them. He was buying and selling. and So I said, Dad, how is it? He said, well, I'll tell you this. He said, um, it's different from pastoring. He said, if those dogs get to barking, I can just take a water hose and I, I spray them down until they shut up. And he said, I never could do that, pastoring. And he said, he said, if I... He said, if one of them just nips me, bites me on my ankle, I can just kind of sidekick it out of the way. He said, I never could do that when I was pastor. So here we are in the house of God. And everything is going good, but there's there's a there's a situation we got, it's called people in the house of God. But now listen, I got called to preach at a church one time years ago. I was just a young man. I got there. There was one elderly man there. I got up and said, well, I'm here to preach. This man had, I don't know what happened to everybody, but he took paper plates and he made smiley faces and he taped them on the back of all the pews there. Him and all of these smiley faces. I'm up preaching I'm giving it all I have. He gets up during my preaching. He ambles over and he turns on the ceiling fans and those plates begin to wiggle. I say, hey, we're about to have church around here. So thank God for saints of God. Thank God for people that have some mind that, hey, I've got a church. I've got a pastor. I've got my affections. I'm going to the house of God. I love the church i love a safe place i love a place where i can go and hear apostolic preaching and hear the word of god thank god for the church now what i learned if you live to be a hundred years old and you're still pastoring oh my god some, yeah, I think it may have happened a few times, but but if you live to be a hundred and, and you finally say I retire, or, I stop, or I, whatever you do, you're still going to be building a church. Building a church takes a lifetime. I don't care how young you are or how old you are. If you you've got you home missionary until you die, you're still going to be building a church church is kind of like a city bus folks are getting on folks are getting off and what you're hoping for is to finally get a full load but you just keep on preaching and keep on telling the truth and and keep on giving the word of god and you just say i'm gonna preach just gotta you gotta keep on building and just Brother brother, honest, he's going. he's going to come tell the, the good side of this. But I, I'm just going to tell you, I, I was several years ago at our headquarters church. A preacher comes driving up and he introduces himself. He says, heard about me, Jesus' name, preacher. He said, I, 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 I've heard about you. I wanted to meet you. I'm here preaching and for just a different group. And he, we talked a little bit. And, and he said, this is amazing what you've got here. Our church is similar to this. We've got lights in it. And, uh... And uh, he said, I'm amazed at this. He said, what God has done. And, and, and so I, I made connections. We didn't figure out who he was. I said, won't you stay and preach for us? And so that night, he, he said, sure he would. He'd come back to preach for me. And now when I tell you that we had a packed out building, nothing was announced. We set out chairs down the side. The back was full. We set out chairs in the front. Now, I have also found out when you have a visiting preacher, announced or unannounced, 64% of the people won't be there. I I made up that number, but it's close to right. It it just happened. But, But that night was perfect. The crowd was tremendous. Our singing was excellent, man Everything went good Folks shouting, dancing, running We just had church He preached and man, we like to kill the guy Backing him up preaching Folks on the altar And so at the end of the service We have a, we have a door kind of to the side and, and he's standing with his back to it And he come in and he said I, I'm going to tell you He was talking to him and I'm facing the door His back's to it He said, he said Brother Joiner. I've done a lot of traveling. I've been all over the world, mission fields. He said, this is amazing what God has done. I'm sure he hadn't been to y'all's place. But I'm, I'm just saying, he said, this is one of the best works I've, I've ever seen. And, I, and I'm, I'm sitting here telling, brother, to God be the glory. It couldn't have been done without God as I rubbed the calluses on my hands. And while he's telling me all of these good things, and he's, he's, he's building, and he this is so amazing. A woman comes running behind him through the side door, and she goes. So I go, that's sign language for huh. She goes. What that means in Belize is there's a fight going on out there. So I run out, and I, I, at first I said, excuse me, Elder, and, and I easily walk to the side door, very gentleman-like, and, and I see the crowd, and I take off running, and I run out, and there's two teenage boys there, knotting each other on the head, man, they're fighting there on the ground. I jerk them apart, and I, I'm shaking them, what's wrong with you? Man, we just had a move of God, we just had a, a great service, great what's wrong with you? And I see everybody looking over my shoulder, and I, I looked over, and and there's that preacher that loved our perfect church. <laughs> I'm like, you about ready to go eat, Elder? <laughs> the next day, I get them two boys together and say, what in the world's wrong with you? And one said, I was worshiping God tonight. And I looked over my shoulder and he was making fun of the way I was worshiping. So I caught him outside and beat him up. I said, good enough for me. <laughs> Don't make fun of the way we worship in Belize. We'll knock your teeth out. So when you think everything's perfect, you got people. And when you got people, you got personality. That, that's why we push for prayer a lot. <laughs> because prayer kind of keeps the personalities you know, you got that person that smiles all the time, but yet you got the one that never smiles. Then you got the one that has the Holy Ghost, but you just can't tell it. And you got, you got all of this and, and you're trying to build a church and you, and you're trying to get all these together and some will get on and some will get off. But home missionary, just keep preaching and keep telling it like it is. And God's going to raise up a church. I'm just telling you, there's not a perfect situation, but if you can keep the faith and say, God's going to bring me through this, I'm going to build a church in Jesus name. You can have a wonderful service. And two three-year-old girls out in the foyer gets in a fight over a baby doll. And the mamas come out and see their two girls fighting. I'll get a little positive in just a minute. You see these two little girls fighting and the two mamas come out. What are you doing, my baby? I'm tired of you pushing on my baby. I'm tired of you. And this is three year olds and, and these two big mama, adult mamas are fighting over this thing. And here they are fighting and, and the daddies walk out and the daddy's like hey, what's going on here? And they're, they're fighting over the, and, and she's pushing and taking my baby's baby doll and they're mad at each other and, and four years later they're still mad and, and, and here all of a sudden you look over while they're still arguing and the two little three year olds will Back over there playing Barbie doll again. You want to just leave it alone and understand? Hey, I, I've, I've got to build a church and I've got to have a safe place. There's going to be people that gets on my nerve there's going to be some situations that comes up there's going to be some problems that comes up but you know what i'm going to do i'm going to pray myself through that and i'm going to i'm going to build a church i'm going to i'm going to have come on saints i'm going back to my church i'm going to get behind the man of god we're going to set our affections on the house of god and things are going to come up problems are going to happen but push on and we're going to have church and we're going to set our affections on the house of God until we see the holy house of God come together you may be seated the scripture says a good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children amen we've got to understand listen to me Every one of you that's building a church, we, we are working in Belize. We have a third world country. It is very, very poor. These people barely survive. And we have to thank God for churches here that helps us because it would be hard to build churches and do what we do if we had to survive by ourselves. I got nervous tonight when Bishop Holmes said two for the price of one. But anyway (laughs) Praise God. We sitting here trying to build this, but although you help us build it, I've understand the importance that if our folks don't get their hands on it I got ladies that come and tie rebar together if their hands are not on it and they're not involved in it and they're some way they're not touching it they're not playing a part in it they never become attached to the church that their affections they, oh they come, they look good, they look the part thank God they fill up the pews and, and, and but there's some folks that actually touches the church uh, and they put their hands to the church uh, and it's those folks right there that's got their affections on the house of God Come on. You are to shout. I'm, I've got a church. It's my church. You local folks, this is my church. I'm going to be a part of it. Uh, I remember years ago, my dad asked, uh, we need somebody. We're we a little bit smaller than y'all's church here somewhat. And um, my dad said, we need somebody to help us keep the yard mowed. And And said, it's hard, I'm trying to do it and work a job and we need some help. One old elderly man, about 75 years old, he said, Brother Joyner, I'll take care of the grass. You don't have to worry about it anymore. My dad said, shame on y'all. This man, 75 years old, had a hip replacement and he's willing to take care of the grass. I was happy. (laughs) We come back the next service and he had sprayed it all with poison. Seriously, he took care of the grass. <laughs> but I want to tell you something. Brothers and sisters, when you go home to your church, get your hands involved in the house of God. get, get wh- whatever can I do be an usher can I, I, I whatever you need me to do I, if you if you know how to swing a paintbrush you don't have to be announced you just kind of look around I noticed some things that needed painting around here and I I'm just going to come in and I, I noticed some snags in the carpet I know how to fix that I, I noticed some things needing pressure washing I, you you can find something it belongs to you it's your it don't have to be announced it don't have to be talked to about, go home and be a blessing to you, pastor go home and say I'm going to get my hands on it <laughs> I, I, have this, I have this test I I'll go towards the back of our sanctuary sometimes when I'm just testing and I'll lay a candy wrapper down or something and I see folks come in and when I see them look at it and they step over it it tells me something wrong with them people this is, this is where they got delivered from drugs. And this is where they got. And you're going to step over garbage? This is your church. You, you reach down and, and I tell them, I saw you see that or see you saw that or however you say it. I saw you look at that garbage and step over. This church is yours. It belongs to you. You gotta take care of your church. You gotta get your hands on it. Get your affections on the house of God and get involved in it. I tell folks that you, you walk past garbage, you see things that need to be done. This is your house. This belongs. You're gonna, your kids are gonna march down the aisle one day. They're gonna get married here, they're gonna get buried here. We're gonna have their funerals here sooner if you don't start picking up garbage but i'm gonna understand you've got to get involved and better than that this is where your your kids are here preaching and they'll come to the altar and they'll raise their hands and get the holy Ghost. you are to fall in love with the house of god i was I was recently preaching this, teaching this at my pastor's church. And I asked, I said, I said, Pastor Taylor, who's painted the ceilings? Who painted them last? He said, you did. I've been gone 14 years. and still looks good. I'm a good painter. I said, "Who, who painted those beams? He said, you're the last one to paint them. I looked at the pews. I said, who, who, who finished them last? I said, you did. Me and my son, he was just little. I took my boy to the house of God. We'd go out there at night and get those pews up. He wasn't hardly big enough to carry them, but we'd take him over to the fellowship hall and sand them down and, and dust them down and spray paint them and take care of them. I told whether Taylor's church the other night, I said, whether you like it or not, this is still my church. I've got my fingerprints on it. <laughs> Praise God i'm just telling you something you ought to get yourself involved in the house it's more as bishop Holmes said it's a lot more to it than showing up for camp meeting now what you need to do is go home get your hands involved get some calluses on you this church belongs to me this is my house this is holy house i'm gonna do over and be i'm just not gonna just be ties over it i'm gonna go up there and work around there i'm gonna worship god around there i'm gonna be a part of the Church. I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hurry. Let me praise God. Amen. Praise God. Somebody said, I'm doing a good job. Amen. All right. Praise God. I, I took my wife, two kids, drove across Mexico. We started a church. A woman let us start in her living room. We started having church in her living room, and she had no clue about church. So I'm in her living room with a little wooden pulpit preaching. And it was just an open living room with a kitchen on the side. And she would cook while I'm preaching. I'd go get a few converts and she'd be over here cooking. And while I was up preaching, she didn't recognize preaching or something. She'd come in and say, Brother Jonah, would you care for some beans and rice? I'm like, well, I'm preaching right now. They said, uh, she'd come and, you want, you, would you like a Fanta? Just set it over there. I'll be done preaching a little bit and I would love to have one. And, and she'd just come through and, and she had a daughter in law, which is my second convert. She, her daughter in law, her name is Susan. I've never heard her say Susan. It sounded like a hog calling contest. Sus? I'm trying to have church in a living room and she's cooking beans and rice, serving cold drinks. And calling hogs. I'm like, I, how am I going to ever get this done? And I finally, I needed an interpreter. I, I get this lady who's going to interpret for me. And so I'm preaching and I'm saying, you must be born again of the water and spirit. I'm telling you, you cannot go to heaven. She said, you can't say that. It would offend them. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm preaching. You've got to tell them that. I, I, I won't do that. I, I just... And so I'm up here arguing with my interpreter. I'm like, you, you've got to tell him, And I said, no, this is offensive. You don't understand this culture. You can't talk. I said, tell them. And she said, no. And so finally we had a, one of those meetings. And I, I said, you know, you, you've got to say what I'm saying. She said, you couldn't make it without me. And so I did. I got me a sinner boy. I found a boy didn't he have the whole, we just, we just a new work. We we're trying to get started. I said, can you interpret for me? She's like, Yeah and so I'm over here you must be born again you must be born again and he's just mumbling I said come on you gotta pick it up a little bit when you don't have the Holy Ghost it's hard to get it you know pick it up a little bit and, and I'm like come on and, and so that's all I had but I, you know what I'd get somebody filled with the Holy Ghost somebody a little family would come in and, and I'd pray somebody else through it. and, and I've just got this guy and, and so I I mean I'm trying to build a church that's all I'm trying to do I'm just I don't know what to do I don't know about culture I don't know anything about these people i'm just trying to build a church and so i got this sinner boy interpreted with his hands in his pocket i got brother hush from louisiana he's in he's come down preaching for me and he's up there preaching he said i'm telling you all fornicators are burning hell my interpreter said he said say it again and he he said i'm telling you fornicators will burn in hell my interpreter goes he kneels down in the altar weeping brother hush turns around he said you've got problems I said no I don't he does but I kept on preaching and I kept on preaching just kept on getting a family some would get upset and leave but somebody would come on. And I kept on preaching. I, hey listen to me brother home missionary. Just go back home and preach. <laughs> some are come and some would go. But just keep on preaching. That's how you build a church. Preach. 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 Praise God. I got tired of being offered beans and rice. So I go and I built a little tarpaulin church in the village. I'm having church there, sawdust floors. And there, I get really sick, and I had to come to the States. Got a new work. I just met this guy, come, got was deported from Canada. I said, yeah. Anyway, he come in from Canada, and, and uh, he was all I had. And he said it was Jesus' name, and, and we talked to the doctor, and he said he believed in it. I said, I, I'm, I've got to go in. I'm very sick. i got an emergency surgery. Could you take care of the church while I'm gone? Now, we're just getting started. And so he said, I can do it. i come back two months later after I recovered, and I, I walk into this little church I have, Bishop Lambert, and there's three men on the platform. I said, well, praise the Lord. How y'all doing? And they're like, uh, praise the Lord. I said, uh, uh, who are these guys? said brother they started coming i feel like they're gonna be good ministers i said okay good Uh, do they have the holy ghost he said not yet but they're sure excited about it (laughs) yeah come off the platform brother. and so they get mad and leave but i kept preaching (laughs) and then we 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 got over and we started building a building we got this big cement building Built and and we didn't have windows in it, didn't have burglar bars, but it got us out of the weather. And man, I'm I'm we feeling like we're on tall cotton. Man, we we're preaching over there, and it's still. I'm just trying to get a church built. And I remember one night this drunk man comes staggering in, and he starts cussing me, and I'm I'm preaching again. I'm like, man, you need to hush, you need to shut up, and. He goes over. To, we have a window over here close to our, 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 our platform. And, and again, our building's a little different from here but, than this. But, but he's, he's leaning against this open window with no burglar bars, no windows and nothing. And he's cussing me. Filthy cuss words. I, I guess all of them are filthy. But, you know, this is really, really filthy. And, and I'm like, you you, shut, you say it one more time. I said, I'll put you out of this building. And he said it again. So I headed towards him. Preaching the gospel. <laughs> I got over to him and he said, Loud, well, he said, If you even touch me, I'll throw myself out this window. I said, Oh, wow. <laughs> I said, Well, praise the Lord. I wish it was all that easy. But we kept preaching, we kept preaching. Then a little family come over tonight. I'm so honored to have. We, we got called over. A lady said, there's some people over here hungry for truth. Uh, where, where's those folks in my church? And uh, uh, we had four come in. To, I met them this morning. It was in my Christian school. Y'all stand up. Stand up back there. Amen. Praying through from another village. Amen. Now we got a thriving church in the village they come out of. I mean, just, You just got to keep preaching There will be times you feel like it's not going to work What am I going to do But you keep on preaching These folks are in a church here in Arkansas Living for God Full of the Holy Ghost Praise God It's because somebody kept on preaching Opposition came Hard times came Amen Sometimes I would shake my head But God helped us raise up a church You got to get on preaching And keep on living for God You got to set your affections on the house of God. Praise God. Home missionary, pastor's wife, you will have folks come in. They'll get mad when you get a new dress. They'll be upset when God blesses you with a better car. And there'll be some some come, some go. One day you'll win somebody to God might just be a prostitute, come in, filled with the Holy Ghost. And she'll say, that's my pastor's wife. Don't you talk about her you 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 talk about my pastor Why? i'll i'll knock your head no 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 we don't do that here but i'll i'll just just threaten them but don't do it but i just you know you understand somebody will come along that'll love you and they'll stand with you and they'll strengthen you and they'll hold up your arms and and they'll you you don't have you're not by yourself it don't happen overnight but you just got to keep on preaching Go home, home missionary, and say, I'm going to build a church with the help of God. Find some folks. Oh, there's going to be folks come and go, but there's going to be some that's going to hear the preach word of God. And they're going to set their affections on the house of God. They'll help you. They will strengthen you. They will bless you. I'm telling you, you can build a church with the help of the Holy Ghost. Come, discouraged you got to keep the strength i got a lady my third convert she's a very faithful faithful lady faithful i can depend on her to be 25 minutes late every service faithful She comes to church, she pays her tithes, she gives offering, anything we have going, she's gonna sit on the outer skirts of it. Everything that we try to get involved in, you functions, her kids stays on the outer skirts of it, never gets involved for years. I've preached it. I've cried. I've begged. I've done all these things. It's just, that's what she's going to do. Her little daughter is kind of my pet coming up. She wrote those little letters. I love my pastor. And you know those that you mean so much to you. And she got older. I could tell she was distant in herself she won our bible quizzing always she was sharp in the scripture but she gets, becomes a teenager and she becomes a teenage girl and I could tell she was pulling herself away I preached, I reached done it all she just kept dissing herself one day I'm like you need to have your kids involved you gotta get your children here a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. I said, "You got to get them involved." You see, and she finally meets a sinner boy. If you don't have them involved in church functions, they meet sinners. You got that? So she runs off this boy, expects a baby, has a baby. The mama comes to me and says, "Bishop, would you please?" go talk to my daughter. Would you, Would you? she loves you. Would you talk to her? I said, I will. I'll go speak to her. But I'm going to be honest with you. You have taught her that what I say is not important. No, no, I've, she said, I, I've never spoke against you. My kids have never. I said, you don't have to speak. You train them. With your actions. When I call a special prayer meeting and y'all don't show up, what you're saying to your kids is "It's not that important, what the pastor's saying. When, you, when we say we have a youth function, the kids are going to do a lock-in prayer fast and You don't allow them to come. What you you, no, you don't have to say nothing. You're setting an example for them and you're not teaching them that the church is the most important thing in their life. Would you stand? We ask the question, are we going to we going to church tonight? That should never come up in your home. If that question comes up in your house, it's because you've not got your affections on the house of God. You're not doing all that you can do. This mother, after all these years, she still has her place. She's still going to be in the church. She's still going to be there late. But her kids, they not just moved away, but now they have children. Her daughter has a little girl. She's not going to more than likely ever get to quote those memory verses that her mama knew. Because inadvertently there was a training that says what the preacher says really ain't that important. The church is the most important thing in our life and your actions will either train your children i've got i've got beautiful grandbabies now and i love to watch them worship around the front of the church i'm doing everything i can to set that example that my children will love the house of god but more than that watching my grandbabies pray and seek god and and love church and my little my my little 4 year old grandbaby she it's almost every morning she gets up is today sunday school is today sunday school because there's something putting into their heart and their spirit. I'm in love with the church. Amen. I know we can't come around here, but as they sing, I'm just wondering if they're, if, you, if your children are by you, if you could just reach over and lay hands on them. And and and, and our home missionaries, I, I, we're going to take just a moment. I want you to come here and let, let the ministry pray over you. I know the struggle that you're going through. Would you gather around the front as they begin to sing? Let's ask the ministry if they would come and Let's, saints of God, raise your hands and pray over these people. Let's ask God to allow them to go back and have revival. Come on, other ministers that's struggling to build churches and you're working. Would you gather around here? Let's pray over these. God, that send revival. Send them people that loves the truth. Would some of you ministers help me in Jesus' name? Come on, would you help me pray? Come on, in Jesus' name. Would you come right now? There's some other brothers that's building churches. You may not be home missions, but if I would you gather around for just a moment? Let's pray and ask the hand of God to be upon them. Oh, shut that up, O Pray. All over this building, pray with someone if it's appropriate. Ask the Lord's hand to be on them. Go home with affections on the house of God.